Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. All right, man, back, back for another week. Uh, we are going to be looking through another book. This one is uh, it's a little itty kids book. Oh, it's your baby book. It's amazing some of the reviews on this book (laughs) here and there. Um, Definitely a younger reader book uh, called Star Wars Padawan. Uh, We're getting the the epic Kenobi dump and all of that good sort of stuff. Well, technically, we did the comics last week, and now we're running back through and doing another Kenobi thing. So We're obsessed. Completely obsessed. Completely obsessed with Kenobi. But yeah... Yeah, so this should be a this should be a good one. Hopefully, we'll we'll see what we thought of the book. Um, you've obviously had a really really fun eventful day trying to get on the uh, uh, on the the Zoom call for us to do this podcast. Yeah, I just kind of was feeling nostalgic. I want to do things the old way, the terrible old way we used to do it for the. Six months or so, I didn't have a laptop. Mm. I'm at that point again. My laptop decided to uh, blue screen of death on me today, so I was able to kind of recover it for half the day. I thought I was good, and like 20 minutes before this Zoom call, it did it again. So, <laughs> yeah, that that stinks. That uh, that stinks, man. I mean, I uh, I have um, an old uh, MacBook Pro, uh, and I went to went to turn it on because I hadn't. I mean, I haven't used, used, used it in a long time. And, uh, I was going to wipe it and then, uh, try and sell it, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I did the whole wiping procedure of which I've done a few times on, on Macs. And I don't know what it is. There are a couple of fixes out there that they, well, there are a couple of reasons that people say it happens, but like it will not load the operating system at all and you can't install reinstall it and all this stuff so that thing's mm. just donezo but it's fine it's an old <laughs> it's an old macbook pro nobody wants that thing anyway <laughs> yeah i had tried to uh set up my old gaming pc from like when i was still a oh, teenager yeah. wow. lifeguarding i figured well at the time it had really good specs so maybe now it'd still be halfway serviceable and it ru- it has all the specs to run everything I need, but age and dust and moisture just, you know, does this thing, and I don't think it's worth putting any more effort into. Just the process of, like, getting all my stuff installed isn't even worth the time right yeah. now with this desktop, so... Well, you can, I I'm mean... I'm just going to go shopping. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you, you can go and get, like, a decent, you know, solid-state drive laptop for about nothing anymore. yeah. Yeah, just a decent basic Windows 10 laptop. I'll probably only spend like three, 400 bucks on something now and then get something better down the line. Yeah, I mean, I that's that's what I did recently too, <clears throat> mainly for work. But yeah, just got like a $350 HP thing and it works. It's not going to run your... It's not going to run your Fortnite, your whatever games <laughs> you're playing over there. But, you know, it'll do... <clears throat> it'll do... <laughs> for the time being. No, this one I'm going <laughs> to make sure is as clean and easy to transfer as possible. I won't be doing any gaming on this one. I don't have time or really desire for it anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, that that's always kind of a kind of a crappy thing to yeah. happen. That was something I always took in stride before. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a little more reliant, obviously, on it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> trying not to stress out too much. Luckily, I'm not going to be behind on school or anything because of it. So good. I can't complain. Yeah, it's been a decent week other than this. Yeah. What else have you gotten into, huh? Huh? Uh, not a whole lot. Tuesdays, typically, and I, we go out on the lake for a little bit. Did that last night. Had some pasta. And obviously, Saturday was a big day. We uh, we had our gender reveal. You guys got to come down for that. Mm-hmm. Found out I'm having a little girl. About four months now. Nothing's on fire around me at all. It's not starting to feel hot or stuffy in here. I can still breathe. It's okay. <laughs> oh boy. No stress at all. <clears throat> not even a little bit of stress, huh? No, none whatsoever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's good then. Um, yeah, no, nothing Nothing really too much has, has happened this week uh, either. Yeah, obviously we, we did come down. Um, just been mainly doing more prepping of the house, so to speak. Uh, yeah, just work. Uh, I am yeah. taking the truck into the shop uh one of the mounting brackets for the uh uh, exhaust busted and i was hearing this squeaking sound and i was like well i do know i have to go get new brake pads put on so maybe like man get the frog out of my throat maybe they've worn down too much (laughs) and they're starting to get you know a little metal on metal action and uh, me and my girlfriend went out uh, for breakfast, which actually was more lunch <laughs> at that point. I got a giant club sandwich, which was pretty darn good, uh, and discovered <laughs> that the one little diner in town that we ate at does fresh cut fries for lunch. So that was kind of cool. Oh, really? But, um, nice. but yeah, I, I, was, I was parking, and, I, you know... I heard it squeak as I turned it off and I went and I just kind of put my foot on the exhaust pipe and like squeak, squeak. It's like, Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I looked under there and it's, it's just one of the mounting brackets just popped, you know, they're welded on there, but over time, you know, that sort of stuff happens. So I'm going to take the truck over uh, tonight, drop it off and then uh, have them do the brakes and uh, have them just put a, put a weld like a sheath and a weld yeah, over that spot. And Bob's your uncle. Actually, not your uncle, but whatever. It's fine. It's, it's our dad. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's, 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 <laughs> it's your father. Um, but yeah, nope. Aside from that, just working. The uh, higher-ups were in town this week, so, you know, had to do those higher-up things, which is super, <laughs> super fun. Super not interesting. <laughs> Super just annoying. Yeah, no, they're they're never they're never interesting. Went down for lunch today and every now and again, like the our little cafeteria in our building tries, you know. It's like they they, they try to do something. Now it's not always great, but they try. Um, right. So they had uh, they had like a pho thing. You know, it was just you either it was either chicken or tofu and you know, they had the bean sprouts mm-hmm. and the the noodles and all that. And it was it was decent it wasn't bad it was decent i dropped a ton of 
uh, chili flake in there, though. Like, I was going to, like, put a little tiny <laughs> bit in there. I just dropped an entire spoon so it was warm. Um, and then they had these, like, uh, little buns and stuff. So one of the buns said it was supposed to be a pineapple bun, and I was like, sweet. Guess what? It was not pineapple at all. It was just a bun. It was like a sweet bun with like a sweet top. And I was super like a disappointed. Hawaiian roll or something. I was so disappointed. <laughs> like no pineapple at all. So anyway, first world problems. That's what you get for expecting good free food. <laughs> hey, uh, well, they, they had uh, they had the what's the tea with the with the chewy stuff in it? You know that. Oh, what is that called? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look it uh, up. It's like all that my desktop is good for. Just random Googling. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, anyway, they had that down there the other day. So I'm sitting there drinking Thai, thai, tea, thai, thai tea or whatever, milky tea with uh, tapioca. Boba. Boba. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Boba. Boba tea. So <laughs> with with these little tapioca balls in it, they had like other fruit flavored ones. It was like it was this it was this taller, like you, you know the redhead Viking thing going on with the pulled back <laughs> hair and the beard and everything. He's like, yeah, I don't really recommend uh, you know like putting the fruit ones in with the milk teas. Uh, so uh, probably just the normal tapioca. It's like, mm-hmm, okay. I'll it's do always that. the guy that's doing something <laughs> like that, like making your meal or making your drink that looks like he might kill you with an axe if you piss him off. It makes no he sense. wasn't th- quite that big, but he was getting there. A <laughs> couple more, a couple more rounds of, of his tea. But no, it was it was decent. It, it is kind of strange, though, sucking on tea and you get a bunch of balls in your mouth. Pause. <clears throat> I'm not going to say anything about that, but I will say I was trying to set that joke up for a while. That it's just kind of it's just kind of weird that like that's the only drink that does that. Like you don't get in smoothies or anything mm. else. It's just that one particular thing. A lot of people love it though. I'm not surprised. Or I'm sorry, I'm surprised it's not a trend mm. like with other places. I'm not complaining. No. I don't want well, it. Well, a lot of people love it though. A lot of people love the boba. I mean, yeah. I even though I couldn't remember what it was called for some reason, uh, I've heard about it a lot. Uh, oh, well, I did a, a boba kit, like an instant boba kit, for my YouTube channel once. Oh, really? Yeah. And it wasn't as good as this one, but the the one we got was super sweet. Way too sweet. Way too sweet, dude. Yeah. Way too sweet. So, anyway. Well, that's it for weeks. Yes, congratulations on procreating and that procreation being female. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, kind of cool way to light it off though. You, you had some fireworks, which was, uh, which was neat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I found out no one like got a video of the fireworks oh. for some reason. Oh, were they just doing your reaction <laughs> they were or all something? trained on our reaction. I guess they didn't care about the actual look of it, which is a little disappointing. That is a little <laughs> yeah. It was funny. The, the final firework to actually reveal it shot up so high that there was a bit of a delay. Yeah. Like everyone, I know everyone knew before I did. Well, no, there, there, <laughs> there was funny. a delay and I was like, did it dud or is there another one coming? Then all of a yeah. sudden pop, pop. I was like, oh, okay. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone who set it up knew how much higher that would fly yeah. than the rest of them. <laughs> so I'm sure they don't really 
go over that very much in the instructions for those things. Probably so. not. But yeah, just uh, just glad no one complained about that. I guess it's the time of year where you're allowed to set off fireworks. We're getting so close to Labor Day. I don't know. Mm. Didn't even check before we did it. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Worked out just fine. No doubt. Good way to do a reveal. So, yeah, man, good stuff. Uh, what do you think? Ready for a book? Ready for a book. Book. Fairly decent sized book, about seven hours on Audible, 400 pages. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, author Kirsten White and narrator Gary Furlong. Uh, this is basically... Kirsten White's first foray into Star Wars, you know, pretty much like I think our last book we read had a short story in the certain point of view book. Yep. Eyes of the Empire, which is interesting. It's interesting that they're doing that. It's like, hey, if you write this, like maybe a little while down the line, you'll just like get to write a book. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a cool way to do it. And I think this is probably a, a good book to throw at somebody instead of like one of the big books. We've talked about that here lately. It seems like. Certain people are getting bigger books than they might mm-hmm. deserve. And he, Maybe deserves a harsh word. Right. But. Now, I will say this. She, she seems to be relatively uh, busy, uh, kind of put, pumping out like a book or two a year. So really, really hitting the ground there. Um, I, obviously, I don't know. I don't know any any of these. Does look like she did like some Buffy the Vampire Slayer books, though. Or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I guess. So that's kind of like cool. More recent ones or older ones? Uh, 2019, 2020. So yeah, recenter-ish. <laughs> yeah, she's she's been writing. Writing for, uh, you know, a few years here, relatively up front. And uh, I don't remember if we discussed this on the last, on the last episode, but I do... I, I, I was, like, just for a second on Twitter, probably posting like normal, but I did see one of the writers kind of, I don't want to say complaining, but kind of expostulating on some of the pain points for writers. And you know, Mm -hmm. when you get those, those, um, advances and so forth, like what's actually involved in that, you know, how much you actually get at the end of the day after blah, 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 blah. Um, so some, some writers, especially if you're not like well-established do have to pump these things out, you know, cause if they don't, they're not really making a ton, uh, out of that. And, yeah. and there's so much self-promotion as well that you have to do. Although if you are writing, you know, for like say star Wars, there's a, there's obviously like a built in audience and kind of a built in machine. But I think the problem with them is it wasn't like through Del Rey. I think it was through like another publisher or whatever. Mm. So anyway, it's, it's half a dozen of these, half a dozen of another, you know, it it is what it is, but like, yeah, some of these writers, they do have to work pretty hard for that to be their full-time gig. Yeah, unfortunately. And, have kind of talked about this for kind of pushes them to force a trilogy out of maybe what really should be in one book. (laughs) Um, yeah. So it's kind of nice to have some of these shorter stories that, you know, are one and done. Yep. You know, they can actually get an entire thought across and they certainly did, did a good job of that in this book. I thought she, uh, you know, for this being more of a, uh, young adult readers book, I thought 
a lot of the topics were pretty heavy and uh, well taken care of for the age range. And yeah, good, refreshing book for sure. Yeah, so I think we should stop this really, uh, really good conversation to start talking about watches. So, have you bought any watches yet? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, now I'll have to use all of my um, watch money on a computer now. So, you know, well, there's dude. that. But, well, hopefully here soon. You never know. <laughs> wow. Fine, man. Fine. Okay. Well, anyway, I guess we should get into this book. We are, again, not a not a huge audible read here. Uh, you know, se- about seven and a half. Um, I don't know what that really winds up being for you on, like, whatever 3x speed you use but i know like for me i i listen to this at just normal standard speed so did, did you amp this one up at all yeah i did amp it up a little bit i mean maybe 1.5 speed um i think it ended up being like around yeah five hours okay that's fair this was actually a fairly slow uh done book compared to a lot of them yeah so this felt like normal speed to me honestly um yeah it was a nice bite-sized book didn't have a lot of issues there seems like a lot of the young adults books have been really short lately so it's kind of a nice change of pace Mm -hmm. i thought yeah i could see that and this gary furlong i mean he he's Kind of another guy, uh, obviously, like, has a, a wide credit list here, but nothing that I know. Looks like a lot of, like, honestly, a lot of, like, romance novels and stuff. A lot of, lot of, lot of books with dudes with their shirts off and, like, murder and more dudes with their shirts <laughs> off. And <laughs> another shirts off. Oh, look, a guy with his shirt. Oh, look, a dude with his shirt off. I'll be darned. Uh, book about blood, you know, so just... Seemingly fits into a category there. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, boy. Um, but anyway, so this particular book, it would be set before uh, Master and Apprentice, which is one that we mm-hmm. do really enjoy, which kind of told the story of uh, really Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan finally getting on the same page. Um told us a lot about the struggles that not only Obi-Wan had, but that Qui-Gon had as well with Obi-Wan as his apprentice. Um, Some of the more interpolitical stuff of the time, and then kind of took us on a bit of an adventure. And this book kind of follows suit. Now, I I will say one thing. I I don't want to, like, dive to the very end of the book, but I was a bit confused by the timeline in a way because like in the beginning they're very clearly not on the same page which tracks but by the end of the book you start to feel like obi-wan's like accepted his master a lot more but then we get into master and apprentice and it's like you know not really you know it's like kind of seemed a little bit back and forth there if i'm just being honest with you well to be honest it's almost framed in such a way that the timeline's kind of inambiguous, like potentially this could be right before Phantom Menace. 
it, which it obviously isn't, but doesn't it kind of seem like the way it ends, they could have just led right into the movie <laughs> in a way? Well, I, I, th- I think... Yeah, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, I think what she was trying to do was set it up for then going through the master and, master and apprentice line. But yeah, I mean, it, it is it is rather ambiguous and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of a math thing. Yeah, and also super hypercritical here, but <laughs> this is a really bad Qui-Gon. If you listen to it on Audible, acting. for those of you who read it, yeah, if you were if you read it, I'm sorry to bring up something that means nothing to you, but it was kind of jarring. It was just, I don't know, not a terrible guy, but not great for Qui-Gon's voice. No, yeah, de- definitely definitely not a Qui-Gon. Not a, not a very good Qui-Gon. I'll, I, I will agree with that. So we sort of start off here, you know... With Obi-Wan basically failing to meditate, like he can't seem to get meditation down, which is something that he had already done as a youngling. I mean, they say that in the book, that it came more naturally, and now he can't. He's he's not meditating. He's trying too hard, and he doesn't feel that Qui-Gon is... um, giving him any direction right yeah it's almost like they flipped the script because from what i remember in pretty much everything that i've read from obi-wan literature he wasn't necessarily that great of a swordsman or a force user and now it's acting like he's on par with everyone else in that front just not as in tune with the force he just uses it as a tool he just can't really commune with it yet i don't know it's kind of a odd restructuring of his time as a Padawan. Well, the yeah, the Obi-Wan lore does kind of go back and forth a little bit here as, as we go along, but I, I think what they're trying to establish is, is that, one, Qui-Gon put him through saber combat at a pretty epic level. Um, mm-hmm. Effectively, that's all he's he's doing. They're not going anywhere. They're researching a lot. And then he is going through all the forms. Um, And this is something that we do see continued here as well in this book. Mm -hmm. And we see some of the payoff for that. But it's it's very much um, it's very much sort of a thing about like, okay, so you're at the in quotations top of your class. You know, you're really good, but you you basically try too hard. You're questioning yourself too much. Um, I don't really know. I, I felt like early on, like, I felt like the writer wasn't really capturing Obi-Wan very well. Now, changed my mind a little bit when we got into the book, but that first little bit of sequence there, I just didn't really feel like, it, it didn't feel like Obi-Wan to me as much. Um well, I'm sure that Obi Wan kind of is felt like an old of, man more than anything. What's that? <laughs> kind of felt more like an old man than anything at first. Yeah, and I mean, Obi Wan, at least in Master and Apprentice, was was definitely more of like the by the rule book, 
I'm going to make decisions based upon what I know, but my experience is lacking. Therefore, I'm not always going to make the right decision. This is an Obi-Wan that doesn't even feel like they can make a decision at all. Yeah. Or very not much of in the way of decisions. They're so indecisive. So then it's like almost maybe the story is that you were so indecisive that you became over decisive and you're still misreading it. It just still feels a little bit eh. Yeah, they even kind of throw in a story uh, near the end of the book, like an example of some training exercise he was doing where he had to choose one or the other and like the ground collapsed out from underneath him and Qui-Gon told him sometimes it's just better to make a decision than to make none. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess just to see where we, where we were with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan to where we get to with master master and apprentice, it doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense to me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, almost that. like there's another book in between coming down the pipeline, maybe. Well, <laughs> which even then I, I don't think would make much sense because at least for me it wouldn't make any sense. Because, like, again, like I feel like it's like we're not on the same page. By the end of the book, they're on the same page, but then we're back off the page, and then we're on the same page again. It just doesn't, I don't know. It just seems a little contradictory to me. But um, Yeah, I would have to agree. But it is kind of neat to see his little friends, his little Padawan friends here. Uh, who were his Padawan? Get a little more mention of Siri and uh, who else were there? Let's see. Yeah. Names were kind of rough on this one for me. Pre. Pre. Yeah. Yeah. Pre. Siri, I don't remember the other uh, the other male Padawan. Was it Odd? Odd Sadal? No, that's that's one of our people from later on on the planet that we go to. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember their name, but it was it was kind of one of those deals where like, you know, we're playing tricks on Kenobi but we're actually kind of jealous of each other, but at the same time we're working together and all, I don't know. But, but Kenobi's main thing here is, is all these Padawans, all his friends are going on missions. They're getting off planet. Why can't I go off planet? I never get to do anything. <laughs> you need to help with the harvest this year. <laughs> Just one more season. Just one more season. And then, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> So then we go from that to Obi-Wan wanting to meditate, going to try and meditate in, uh, what was it, uh, whatever room it was. And uh, he discovers something left there by, uh, well, uh, a couple of our, our old favorites and uh, uh, old Comac and uh, Orla Jereni. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting to choose these two out of all the people we could mention. It was kind of nice, like people I actually would have picked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a little strange. I mean, it's convenient. It's High Republic, so we're gonna. Oh, hey, you remember those two characters that you really liked that we just murdered blatantly by some stupid monster because we're dumb? 
Yeah, I remember those two characters. Hey, you want to hear about them again? No, you... You You want to have people ponder on why they didn't do what they said they were going to do, like 200 years later or 400 years later, whatever the timeline is? That still really upsets (laughs) me about that book when when they killed off Orla. That was that yeah. was a that was a stupid move. Who who wrote that one? It was who, a stupid who, book. Who, Let's just be honest. Who did write that book? Uh, uh, what was it? Was that was Fallen Star, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was where they. Yeah, I believe so. Claudia Gray. Yeah, the one thing she did wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Claudia Gray. Did Comac also die in there too? Um, <laughs> mm, I'm trying to look him up right now. So many pop ups. Yeah, it's it's really cool when you when you just go through an entire thing of pop ups and nothing's in like actual alphabetic order. So. Comac was one of the four who traveled aboard the starship vessel to the Starlight Beacon, only to be forced off course due to the great disaster. This is a uh, riveting. This is a long one. Oh my goodness! Yes, the darkness aboard the station. The darkness. Aboard. Oh my goodness! This is long. The darkness. The darkness inside. Return to Coruscant. We're not even close. Return to the station. Wow. I didn't realize he had so much of a story. No. Okay. So I think that this was the whole deal where he was okay, but he basically effectively becomes a way seeker, right? Because now he's not happy with his whole Jedi life. He's not the one who helps. um, Oh, who's our kid with like the dog thing that shoots fire uh, you're you're really you're really hurting me right now because i can't I, I just don't remember these people <laughs> that much he was actually yeah. he was actually okay uh, maybe that's where he dies because that old guy sacrificed himself this guy doesn't look that old though based on the picture i don't th- i don't think i don't, I don't think it was comac i think it was the other the other kind of like i don't know he was like the really laid-back guy that didn't really have much much uh, in him. Yeah, I think Comac was, like was fine, or but Orla, Orla definitely, yes, Orla definitely yes. bit the dust in there, which was a which was a dumb. It was a dumb move. It, that was that was probably one of the dumber moves. Well, you cut off a lot of the more potentially interesting stories because what's more interesting than a wayseeker, honestly? <laughs> well, I mean, they in could have just universe. done a standalone book with her. Uh, and I think that would have been more interesting than half of the the junk they're trying to. And, and look, I don't want to be mean about it, but it's not, it's really not good. No. Like some of this is just really not, has not been good. Anyway, we're not in Starlight Beacon. We're not, we're, we're not in the High Republic. We're, you know, about, you know, three years, three times. years after that. <laughs> Uh, with with Obi Wan, right? Because we keep shifting those <laughs> timelines. So anyway, yeah, right. Obi Wan finds a mysterious planet on the wall, and oh, what are these signatures? Oh, this is so cool! I should look up Orla because screw that Comet guy. Nobody cares about him. He's stupid, and yeah. weird. Which I just thought was funny. 
and he finds, you know, some information about her and um, basically puts all this forward to Qui-Gon that it's like, hey, we got we to gotta go to this planet. We, we should go see what's up. We should go see what, what the, this the force, way seeker. The force told me to. Yeah. What happened with totally while I was meditating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the force drew me to it. I promise. <laughs> I'm not lying again, master. Yeah. Don't give me the hose again, master. Oh, boy. <laughs> Put the lotion on the skin. Anyway. So Qui-Gon agrees. He agrees, though. And they prepare to uh, go off on their little adventure, but oh wait, Qui-Gon doesn't show up and Obi-Wan and his infinite anxiety uh, puts together the story that, oh, he's he's gone off with Dooku and then they're going to be lost Jedi and everybody hates me and I'm stupid. I've got to do this on my own. I'm leaving. Goodbye. I think he needs a weighted blanket in this book. Oh, God. Instead of a robe, just a weighted blanket with a hood. Three or four Xanax and a weighted blanket. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, anyway, he does go off on his own. He's got his little droid, his little droid pal, Aces. <laughs> yep, good old A6. And, um, yeah, they find a beacon out in space and totally pick it up because that's what you do. Uh, just picking up yeah. space trash and then uh, find a living asteroid field. And then you get called a space trash. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> get in a weird, funky asteroid field or able to get through that and find our planet. And we're off and running, meeting kids, getting our lightsabers stolen and moving planet not, that's trying to kill you. Not starting a relationship with anyone yeah. very awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So as we move along here, though, we do find that there are, I don't remember how many kids there were, but a few kids on this. Like almost a dozen, I would say. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. But they're living, Including the younglings. Yeah. But they're living on this planet, and um, how are they surviving? How are you going to survive just eating those fibrous fruit pod things and like what well, what else do you guys do what's your history where are your parents where's why is this ship here what's that thing do you ask a lot of questions why doesn't technology scare you you're like third generation on this planet yeah <laughs> well um i don't know i i guess i guess we could do we just want to jump to like the harvest section and kind of like explain the entire picture here or yeah. Okay. Yeah, just kind of jump right in. All right. Yeah, might as well. Um, some of the mystery is revealed uh, once we go on what the what the kids are calling the harvest, which mm-hmm. is diving. Power. What's that? And the power. Yes, and the power. <laughs> diving into a, a gash in the landscape and stealing a bunch of glowy pods from a pond or something and just eating them <laughs> like yeah. eggs give me an egg and uh yeah lo and behold these kids who have displayed uh force powers you know jumping and speed and agility and all this stuff uh we find out that they're not force sensitive they're not actual jedi or anything like that 
they've been eating these things which give them the power. I have the power. Yeah. Hom nom 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 nom. <laughs> so Obi-Wan's very confused. He realizes that some of the the things that he feels on this planet that are wrong are actually these kids. And these kids are trying to tell him it's like, look, we've been here, man. Our parents laid down this whole thing for us. Like some of them left, but we didn't. We wanted to stay. This is our home. The planet's hostile. This is how we have to survive. We have to, you know, do the harvest and eat the pods. And if we don't do it, we won't survive. And who are you to question us and all this stuff? It isn't it. It's kind of an interesting, like, moral question, but really, it's actually a really lame moral question. It's just that Obi-Wan's like a kid, and he can't really explain it to him yet. Yeah. <laughs> Half the arguments are just like, ah, oh, I wish I could explain what the Force actually is. And common sense. I wish I could explain common sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like this field that, like, surrounds us and, like, penetrates us. Wait. You're trying to penetrate me? No, Yoda I mean, it's said? like the field tries to penetrate you, not me. <laughs> God. <sighs> anyway, the planet's alive, by the way. Not only is the, the planet alive, it is one being, basically. Symbiotic. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Extremely symbiotic. Yeah, even the asteroid the point where these kids are it. basically just like being attacked by white blood cells mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just a virus yeah the gobbler plant monsters and the avalanche rock things and the the death trees yeah we got our uh our harry potter trees yeah the whomping <laughs> willow right yeah yeah storms the planet can just conjure up storms that's pretty fun force lightning yeah i mean power lightning just power lightning. Power lightning. You know, that's the one thing that wasn't actually explained with the whole thing where he's seeing what everything is doing to give to the planet and take from the planet. Where are the beings that are just producing, like, severe lightning storms? <laughs> I think that's just the planet using its atmosphere, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would have just like an explanation for that that just gets all epic. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they don't yeah, like they don't really do much spiel. on that, do they? Yeah. Um anyway, one one thing I did find interesting is that um all different species here. We even have mm-hmm. a species that effectively when they're young can't live out of water. You know, they they basically Yeah, we have a Kit Fistos species, we've got some Twi'leks, we got a changeling, mm. which was kind of cool. Yeah, that was interesting. Um actually probably my favorite character out of all of them, not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, I and I'm I'm pretty sure pronounally they called them they them, but yeah, uh, it was it was a pretty cool character. Um a lot more level headed, I think, than anybody else, a little bit more apt to see the truth of the situation than our uh, siblings. Was it cat yeah, castle? I, think, and, uh, um, I don't remember what the, f- the, f- uh, the female, uh, si- the sister was called. I, I yeah, can't remember. Which was effectively the leader. Correct. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then our changeling character, I believe they had a, a thing going correct. on and seemed like 
they were more interested in just keeping her safe and, uh, you know, trying to <laughs> live another day than to pass on the family legacy. Right. Same with our uh, our creatures who or our species that uh, had to be in the buckets, the near water, the Kit Fistoites. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, before the... But there again, if you're stuck in a bucket, why would you care about the planet either? Well, uh, yeah, I, I suppose. But, I mean, they, they were a lot more ready to leave, though, as, as Obi-Wan yeah. started to explain things. Because they can't live in the water in the planet. They would, you know, be killed. Now, before the harvest, though, Obi-Wan does find a cave with some cave mm-hmm. paintings of a former civilization who lived on this planet and took advantage of the power and basically wiped themselves out. And conceivably, the kids' parents uh, had tried to destroy some of the this cave. And um, after Obi-Wan kind of moves a few rocks, because uh, that's what the Force is for, he finds an old data data chip from Orla Jereni, who was making a, yeah. a log. And uh, essentially her, you know, last deal was, I'm going to go help out a friend. Elzar needs my help. And... You know, she was never able to come back, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's kind of yeah. Go ahead. Perfect. How he just kind of discovered something from her, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say it seemed forced, but you know. <laughs> well, uh, let's see here. So I, I guess kind of moving on to the next big thing, we have low grib so low mm. grib uh mickian mickian that's that's the species of low grib and then the uh brother and sister okay and low grib was one that was taken from the planet who didn't want to leave and so he's been trying mm. basically most of his life to get back. But we find out that the ancestors who went off the planet, uh, they did it for moral reasons. They, they kind of saw what they were becoming and they didn't like it. And they cobbled together a ship and they erased all flight paths so they could never come back. So Logrib's keen idea was to leave beacons all over space and hoping somebody would find it and take it to the planet because that makes sense. What yeah. the hell was that? I don't get that at all. I I have no idea. It's like you you didn't even set these anywhere near the planet. And what would that actually <laughs> like? You just thought it's not like this is just a long lived species that can wait a thousand years for this <sighs> variable to happen. It's just well kind of stupid. What also happens if a beacon is the beacon is lit? But it's not that planet. Like it just right. like so somebody you're just constantly going around checking. Yeah, somebody <laughs> finds it and takes it to Coruscant or something like that. It just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, that's that's a huge kind of plot hole, like an overly convenient plot hole that I, I just I don't I don't get it personally. Yeah. But he makes it with a giant. Would made more sense like if they had found something on planet that would have activated a beacon so he could have found the planet again. Yeah. 
don't know. It just seems like that would have been a lot more natural and ah, right. sensical. <laughs> yeah, but instead, you know, he he his beacon's lit and he brings his big old mining ship uh, to the planet because he's a bad guy. But he bad bad guy. Yeah. But you know who isn't a bad bad guy? We got a support character. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty awesome. Well, anyway. Were, were you going to say who it was? <laughs> Kenobi, old, uh, old buddy. Was it Jax? Jax. Dax? Dax. Oh, my De- God. Dexter Jetster, man. Dexter. Dex. <laughs> Not even Dex. I, know, I call it Dex. I say Dexter <laughs> when you say Jexter. Yeah. It's the first thing I think. Yeah. <laughs> De- Dexter Jetster. Old Dex, who yeah. we see in uh, Clone Wars. Yep. <sighs> kind of a odd first meeting, in a way. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. This was the first meeting like, of oh, Kenobi. We're best friends after this, like, well, you didn't do a whole lot together, but that's cool. It's better than nothing, I suppose. Well, conceivably, <laughs> they had more adventures together, or right. or at least right. something else, other meetings. I kind of think it was kind of interesting, you know, that th- this is the book we chose to show how they first met. And the fact that, that that Dex is actually not a bad guy, you know, he he was trying to help and he was also trying to make money. But when he realizes something was wrong, he he tries to do the in quotations right thing, because technically mm-hmm. he does come out on top in the end. But right. But uh, anyway, I, I you know it was an interesting sort of like oh yeah, I remember that guy. Hey, remember. That's, I don't think I knew he was a minor, honestly. I don't I, think that's I, ever mentioned. I mean, it's not like I would know anything about him either. I, I haven't deep-dived into the Dex lore. I just remember <laughs> from the movie. Right. But anyway, uh, the idea, Logrib's idea is to just mine this planet, take all the power. He has a wealthy benefactor who, um, I mean, totally not... Uh, potential dark lord. No, I mean that's not mentioned <laughs> at all. <laughs> Couldn't be a dark lord of anything. Um, but yeah, has a benefactor, but really just wants all the power for himself. He doesn't want to bring it back. He just wants to rule the planet and all the. Doesn't care about the kids, even though these are his niece and nephew and all that. Um. He's just basically planning on getting rid of everybody, even plots to uh, kill Kenobi because he doesn't want Mm -hmm. the Jedi to get involved. Has a real hatred of the Jedi. I I wonder why. I wonder if his benefactor hates the Jedi. Yeah. And you know, when you think about if anyone who's force sensitive got the power, it's pretty much game over. I mean, there's realistically no way to stop them. When you think about how much it multiplies just his power level. <laughs> that's a, If that, it even works that way and they can actually... Because we don't really see Kenobi doing anything with the power. Yeah, that's it's an interesting question because would it matter for, for a Force user to, to have this? Would it... I mean, because w- what we do learn is that this power has diminishing effect. You basically what quarter your lifetime mm-hmm. i mean yes yeah, definitely a, a dark side type yeah. power 
Well, it's not just even really dark side. It's just the it. fact of the matter is, is that you're literally eating a planet. You're eating its life force, and the life force is dying. It's because it's not a part of the <laughs> planet anymore. You're you're absorbing its life energy, and it's you know it's it's not natural. It's almost more like uh, like Dathomirian witchcraft. You know, it's more like witchcraft yeah. than force anything really. You know, when you think about it, it's kind of odd the way they framed it because. The way they explain all that, you would kind of think that the planet would start to look, you know, decrepit, decaying, mm, and mm-hmm. it seems like it's still pretty lush and beautiful place. Yeah. Seems like you would have, well, something more like Dathomir, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is an interesting point. I, I don't know. But regardless, we're here to mine it. We're going to mine that power yeah. and take it and do thing, do weird stuff to it and lick it and stuff. Well, we won't talk about it ever again. Yeah. Well, yeah. essentially, K- Kenobi's, Kenobi's on the job. He finds his, the little bomb they planted on his shuttle, uh, going around, showing the, the kids that, hey, you can live with these little plant creatures. They're, they're pretty cool. They, they're actually kind of nice and just give... Give them back the little glowy balls and put them in the flowers, and, and then they'll be fine with yeah. you. It's like gobblers can be like your pets and stuff. <laughs> be awesome. You can ride a gobbler <laughs> into battle. <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't that be pretty similar to our, like, again, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but our uh, our Padawan with the fire breathing <laughs> dog thing, minus fire Bell kind of same creature. Bell Zetafar. Yeah. Thank you. Was driving me insane. Yeah, it just popped in a memory there. But uh, but anyway, so conflict becomes don't trust the Jedi. He's trying to play a trick on you. But I want all the power for myself. But I'm totally ha ha. No, I don't care about you kids. You're stupid. I'm gonna eat all the orbs and throw rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Um, kind of a. <laughs> Kind of missed a bit of the third act there. He didn't. He didn't stay good for very long. No, he really didn't. He he ba- he let his intentions be known fairly early on. Um. So yeah, bad guy takes the power, eats several orbs, and uh, I don't know. I th- I thought our whole confrontation was a little meh. You know. I'm yeah. being honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. It, just a really quick and unsatisfying end to it. I mean, we had our uh, we had our we had our breakthrough moment with Obi Wan way early on, like being able to sense everything around and whatnot. It just seemed like that would have been the best moment to let him, you know beat him without a cheap trick, which honestly it was kind of funny how he ended up beating him, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, I didn't really a have cheap. a problem with the way that he beat him, but like Logrib isn't a force user. He's got mm-hmm. a, bl- he's strong with a blaster. You know, the, these aren't like, you know, this isn't like fighting a Sith and it's not even really like fighting a, a droid either. You know, it's it's just a, a random dude who throws rocks at you and stuff. And Obi-Wan's really not ready to take life, so to speak. Right. I mean, ultimately he does, obviously, you know, in, in a manner of speaking. 
Um, but kind of towards our climax, we have Castle, who's like, you know, kind of turned on the other kids. He's like, ah, oh, he's my uncle. I picked wrong. I'm sorry. It's like, I'm going to crush him. You better go uh, get in that cage over there and throw me your lightsaber or I'll crush him. Flick. <laughs> well, I mean, our, our, our. We get a little more than just that. Well, our but. sister character, like, is like, well, you better shoot him now or I'll crush him and then I'll kill him and I'll, uh, I'll kill you. But if you kill him, you guys can just go over there. It'll be fine. It's kind of weird how he framed that. Because, like, <laughs> What made them? Th- what made him think that he that she would be able to shoot him, and kill him that easily anyway? Well, I don't know. He's the one with the power. Why isn't he going after him? Good God, your dog <laughs> is going ham, man. Yeah, she's not happy, and I can't reach her. So hopefully that doesn't pick up on the audio. I'm sure it does. Sure she's just depressed. Um. So anyway, <laughs> we do dispatch our our villain. I don't really have much more to say about that. It was fine. I don't even know that low grib was, was even wholly necessary. It didn't really feel like a fully formed thought either to me, but, um, I mean, I feel like that story could have had no major villain and been fine. Yeah. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of there with you. Uh, so anyway, the kids have to leave though because they did wind up using the power after the, their planet truce and at that point we're we're at you know there's there's nothing there's nothing to be done the planet's not going to trust you again so y'all got to leave fish people yeah. are cool with that everybody else is kind of cool with that we've already decided we're going to give up the power and uh and we sort of leave the planet with 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 Dex and Dex takes them off and does, I don't know, maybe finds them a Dex nice things. orphanage. <laughs> I don't know what he does with them, and then Obi Wan has to go back to the temple to face yeah. his master, oh, which no. is very anticlimactic. It's like I'm so sorry, oh, I didn't mean to go without you. It's like, I mean, it's like it's cool, man. Did you want to meditate? Did you uh, did you send me out to my certain death on purpose? Uh, no, I just slept in. By the and way, didn't why don't you have you. a chair in your office for me? <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing to complain about. It's like really, he doesn't have a chair yeah. in his room for you. I will say this though, I kind of felt like maybe midway through the book that Qui Gon intentionally let Obi-Wan go on his own because he knew that Obi-Wan wanted above all else to go on a mission. And he's like, well, this kid's going to have to sink or swim. Don't tell the council about that, but I'm going to let him go, man. Just overslept, (laughs) which I don't believe for a second. I think he totally knew it was up. Heck. Yeah, no, he'd be more freaked out about it. Otherwise, would have seen like transmissions trying to raise him or something. <laughs> what well, also makes you think because like Qui Gon was very studious and like maybe he ran across this. He's like, yeah, Obi Wan's mm-hmm. ready. Obi Wan's ready to go. I don't know. Figure out this mystery. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously one of the Jedi who uh, who valued study. And research above most, so I'm sure at one point he has probably heard about 
a lot of Orla's feats. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, I'd assume so. Super irresponsible, though. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy irresponsible. Yeah, no, he totally almost lost his paddle on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, and the plus side, Obi-Wan does learn how to meditate finally, and he, he does the floaty the floaty thing. That's yeah. pretty cool. So he can he can yeah. feel an entire planet. <gasps> he basically like right. he basically felt up an entire planet with the force. Right. Yeah, that's not weird at all. Not weird. I is it bad that I imagine the whole rock throwing contest going down the same way as like his fight with Vader? Oh boy. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> now I have the power. Oh, his man. Arms up. Well, anyway, I mean, that's kind of the book, though, really. You know, we, yeah. we discover the, the Lost Boys in Neverland. You know, they're zooming around there. And then uh, we got to bring them back down to Earth and tell them that they're all dead. I mean, wh- yeah. what? What? Yeah, basically. <laughs> never, Neverland, <laughs> right? Yeah, not an analogy for anything else. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was what it was. So yeah. What else? What else? Not Anything else we need to talk about plot-wise? No, not really. All right then. Well, I guess we get to ratings. What are you rating it? And why? Out of five. Um. Always iffy with this gray area, but I don't want it to seem like I'm super negative on the book. But it had some plot holes that were kind of odd, and I felt like the the fact that we had to have a villain at all was a bit, I don't know, shoehorned in. I feel like the villain of the story could have just been consumption without providing and, you know, just Obi-Wan growing as a Padawan, you know, reaching out to the Force a little bit more, being able to understand it and explain it better. Uh, But other than that little tidbit, it wasn't a terrible book. It was well-written and, you know, Obi-Wan's anxieties and issues were kind of nice in a way. Um, so I'll give it a 3.6 Not terrible, but not going to really go much higher than that Okay, fair enough You know another book it kind of reminded me of? Was that first Vernestra that. book Remember that? Mm. Where we're just a bunch of kids yeah. on a planet doing kid things Yeah, yeah That Yeah uh, A little bit better, I would have to say, but yeah, that book. I mean, not this one. Yeah. But. So Goodreads has has us at a 4.1. 422 ratings. Uh, Amazon, 3.9. Now, okay. I guess I kind of forgot about it until now, but th- there there is the whole... The whole potentially, like, Obi-Wan questioning his sexuality thing, which I thought was, like, crazy small. They were just talking about, like, yeah, kissing. Yeah, wasn't that with, like, Sh- like, what was his name, Shell? Yeah, Castle. He's like, I, ju- I, I want to figure out kissing. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, kissing. Yeah, bro, kissing, super cool. I'm not kissing you. I'm yeah. not kissing them. I'm, I'm, I don't, don't want to kiss anybody. <laughs> You're weirdly hairy, but not hairy at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought yeah. that that was kind of a, a a very small thing, but like I know there were a lot of uh, bombing reviews there that were um, 
a little angry about that, I guess. Uh, overall, the story was fine. It wasn't it wasn't anything crazy out of the way. I did find myself interested in, in finishing it, though. So I'll give it that mm-hmm. much. Like, I, I didn't want to stop it or anything like that. Um, but it it felt like at times, narratively, there were some things that were said a few different times over again. And like some of the, the just general writing could have been perhaps a little tighter. Um, the story was okay. It, it just it felt like there weren't really as high as stakes when you brought your bad guy in. And I, I know that there are a lot of a um, lot of other books that would would have really exploited the kid's power. Like, like you're telling me that not one of these kids ever wanted to face off against Obi Wan. You know, <clears throat> like actually test it. You didn't have that one bad kid. They're all good kids or whatever. So I don't know. That was a little. You know, it was fine. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't anything super special. I think the biggest problem I had with it was it. In the beginning, it didn't really feel like Obi-Wan. Of course, you know, we're talking about younger, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then throughout it, it didn't feel like a good setup for Master and Apprentice. It kind of felt like it was living on its own island and not paying enough respect to one of the best books that Disney Star Wars has put out. Probably the... Almost like it came before it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just like, you know, maybe you should have thought about that a little bit more how it fits in from a continuity standpoint because i just think that the relationship of qui-gon and obi-wan was very precarious in master and apprentice and now it's even it feels like it it feels like it was precarious and it was mended and now it's back to precarious just sort of a little bit of a, a hodgepodge in storytelling and then again our bad guy like that whole beacon thing was such a cop out I didn't really understand that. You could have made your bad guy more intelligent, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad book. It wasn't a great book. I'm probably just gonna give it a nice even four. It was enjoy it was enjoyable. <clears throat> I don't think it adds much to Star Wars lore, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it was it was serviceable. It was a decent it was a decent little book. Not yeah. bad. Well, all right. Anything else we got to chat about before we uh, get everybody out of here? Look, just over an hour on this. It's crazy. Yeah, being a smaller book, I'm not super surprised there. But no, I I think we've kind of talked about everything worth talking about on this one. Very good, very good. Well, I still owe you a, a potential list of stuff to do. Uh, <laughs> just all the house house stuff is kind of screwed with my timelines, but I'll get something out to you. So. We don't, we're not going to tell you what's going to come next week. You'll just have to figure it out when we put it out because we don't know right now. Um, just but let anyway. me know by Sunday so I can actually consume the content. Yeah, I'll figure <laughs> that out. Uh, but anyway, folks, hopefully you enjoyed uh, the episode today. If you'd like to interact with us, obviously find us on the social media, Twitter, Facebook at TC Plan Podcast, or just send us an email to tcplanpodcast at gmail.com. Be happy to talk about your theories or thoughts or whatever you got there, as long as it's Star Wars. But that is it, so y'all have a good rest of your week. And as always, may the Force be with you. <laughs>